Hi, I'm Paul Stringfellow and welcome to another episode of Ghana Systems Tech Takeaways podcast. Uh, this week, I'm joined by my co-host, Jason Fitzgerald. Hello. Uh, and you'll notice, not by my other co-host, uh, Wayne Miller. Where is he? Where is Wayne, indeed. That is uh, That probably should be the title for this episode, but it's not going to be. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, so Wayne's, uh, Wayne's away on special uh, special mission uh, for, for the next few episodes, so it's just going to be me and Jason. So, uh, so settle in for the ride, um, and, and we'll hopefully we'll, uh, we'll fill in the gap, that, uh, the big gap that Wayne leaves. Absolutely, yeah. Strap yeah. yourselves in. Yeah, we'll give it, we'll give it a good go. <laughs> so, um, anyway, on this week's episode, um, we are going to be talking about, um, you know, a real hot topic. We're going to be talking about generative AI. So, um, why, don't, why don't we kick off... Jason, with a little bit of a uh, discussion around what generative AI is, certainly from a business point of view. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, AI, generative AI is essentially a system that can generate new content from stuff that it has learned previously, you know. So we see probably the most um, popular method of this at the moment is ChatGPT. Um, you know, we've we've used it quite extensively at Gardeners, you know, recently with the launch of the new websites, you know, ChatGPT. Yeah, don't be giving away all the secrets. Almost became a new staff member yeah. <laughs> overnight. Um, but yeah, I mean, essentially, you know, it's a, it's a model, a computer model, which is generating new content based on things that it's learned. Yeah, and I, and I think that's, um, you know, it, it's ChatGPT is really interesting technology, hasn't it? Because yeah. it, it, it's something that has made, has taken this idea of generative AI and put it right in the the kind of the popular consciousness, if you like. You know, it's the, um, yeah. I, I was I was talking to somebody uh, last week and he was saying to me that it's the fastest technology ever to reach 100 million users. You know, and I think the example he gave me was TikTok took seven months or nine months. Um, ChatGPT took two. Yeah, you know, and that that kind of shows the the, the speed of innovation. So, you know, any, any thoughts on why ChatGPT has kind of moved into this kind of popular popular technology trend as quickly as it has? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to say this, but I'm going to start with it. Uh, coursework. You know, <laughs> you know, you see, see, we've seen it in the news recently. You know, kind of colleges trying to tackle um, people writing dissertations using ChatGPT. So, not actually writing dissertations but using ChatGPT as a tool to kind of generate the content for them. And, and for me, I mean, it's, it, it, it's actually quite a useful tool. You know, I mean, it's like all technology, there's, it, it's kind of like a dual use or double-edged double sword. Used in a, in a good constructive way, it's really, really useful. But I suppose it, it's based on what we're using that tool for. You know, if then it's used in a more maybe malicious way or, something that it wasn't designed to do, then it can quickly become quite dangerous. You know, I mean, if if we look at um, AI-generated content in the same way that you can use it to, you know, help you out, uh, you know, maybe write an email to someone to say, hi, how are you doing? We've not caught up in a while. Do you fancy, you know, scheduling something to meet up? It can be used to craft a quite legitimate-looking phishing email. You know, we, we've spoken on on, on the podcast previously quite a lot about this, you know, phishing emails can be quite hard to track, quite be, can be quite hard to detect. Well, it's going to get harder now because if English, say for example, an English company is targeted and a person writing the phishing email without ch- chat GPT is writing the email in English, you might be able to spot it. Get chat GPT to write the same email, it's really difficult to spot. So, so I think, yeah, we'll come back to this, I think, around the kind of the challenges, but maybe, maybe have a look at the opportunities for a minute. If I put my Wayne yeah. hat on yeah. um, and, and look at this from a CEO point of view, you know, if I'm a CEO watching this show and thinking, well, I'm hearing lots of noise around 
ChatGPT particularly, but you know it's important to differentiate that ChatGPT is not the only generative AI solution that's out there. Absolutely. So, so I think there is a bit of that. But, but I mean, what, what are some of the opportunities around, for a CEO? You know, should, is this something that they should be considering as part of their business? You know, I mean, my, my gut feel is there's opportunities that you just talked about in generating content. Uh, you know, that kind of mass, um, you know, mass analytics of data and, and using that analytics to try and draw out interesting stuff. I know, actually, before we recorded, when we was grabbing a coffee this morning, you, you shared with me an yeah. example of how, yeah, how a business has used generative AI to, to kind of carry out a piece of work that they perhaps would never have been able to carry out pre- yeah, previously. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I think that this is a great example of something that would otherwise be quite difficult to do. Um, so the company itself is a, it, essentially it's a, it's a research company researching new drugs. Um, so what they do is they look at um, molecules that may help treat diseases that are, are quite obscure diseases, maybe don't get in, in as much funding. So to kind of treat, um, to identify a molecule to be able to include that into a drug would be quite costly. Um, but using AI, what they can do is run that through um, a, an AI model and say, go and look for molecules that might help with these symptoms and produce literally millions of new molecules to help that we wouldn't otherwise have found before because that company would never have had the funding to be able to do it. Now, quite an interesting example of this in that kind of what, what I was saying earlier, it's a tool to be used for good but it can equally be used for bad as well. So the same company, um, they were curious to see, well, what happens if we don't use it for good? How how could this model be abused? So, so they actually flipped one character within the model from a zero to a one, um, which essentially overnight produced something like 40,000 highly toxic molecules, which would be harmful to humans to take. So that that's kind of like, you know, if if that is being used in good, it can equally be used for bad in really, it, it, it's just a flip of a switch. Yeah, and, and, and kind of used, you know, and, and a part of why AI, machine learning, analytics at scale, you know, this kind of, uh, you know, large learning models are, are being developed. That's part of the reason why it, it's, yeah. it's such a valuable tool because it allows us to do things at massive scale, at massive speed that we've we've not been able to to produce in the past. You know, yeah, and, and yeah. I suppose once we think of things like quantum computing in the mix, you know, the the, the amount of research will be able to be carried out. But I think you, you, you point as well at yeah, a couple of, of really interesting potential issues that, again, you know, from a business point of view, I think things that people might want to look at, you know, and, and we, we talked about ChatGPT as kind of a, a really well-known model in this space right now, you know, and, it, and it's got some benefits. It's easy to use, uh, you know, it's free, um, you know, it's free as a kind of as a project at the moment, which I think is something that people people need to consider. Um, but, but I think kind of one of the things that you, you talked about, and I think, it, you know, if, if for anybody who's considering using generative AI within their business is actually that idea of, you've got to be sure of the information that's coming out the other end. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, chat GPT can write code. Uh, don't try and run it from the off. Yeah. Um, you know, if you go to chat GPT today and say, can you write me some PowerShell? It will write you some quite legitimate looking PowerShell. Um, you need to check it um, because most of the time it's causing, it's calling functions that don't work. It's, it actually doesn't work. Um, you know, so it's, it's quite interesting to see how this is going to evolve o- over 
over the next few years. I think. I mean, one one thing that, that you know that I showed you earlier on today was um, the Will Smith eating pizza, which for anyone that hasn't seen it, go and go and YouTube it. It's it's um it's horrific. Um, but it, it that is completely AI generated video. Now to look at now, that's quite early early stages. But in five years' time, the the question's going to be. Am I looking at Will Smith eating a pizza or am I looking at an AI generated model of Will Smith eating a pizza? And then if you extrapolate that out, that becomes, are the actors in this film actual people or am I watching an AI generated film? You know, it's, it's, that, it's that kind of content. You know, we've seen it with Drake. You know, there's, Drake's got, you know, a couple of albums out. Well, he's got loads of albums out actually. But, you know, if you can take all of that um, feed into an AI model and train it on, what Drake sounds like is is his style. You can recreate Drake, you know. So then that becomes, well, as an artist, he's he's not getting paid for the music that's being released with his voice on it. You know, that's there's there's, there's probably some you know moral areas with with AI, especially generative AI, not just not just AI, but generative AI. Well, I think, um, you know, and, and probably we should have said at the start of this show that neither of us are experts in this space. Now, I think but it's, no. it, it's a question we're getting asked increasingly and we just kind of wanted to share some of our current experience of what we're seeing in this space. And I think one of the things, and I, and I heard a great phrase um, uh, a couple of weeks ago on a, on a podcast I was listening to, because apparently other podcasts exist. Uh, not always, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. as good as this one, but yeah, yeah. others do exist. Listen to this one um, first. But, you know, they were talking on there that ChatGPT is probably the best and most convincing liar that you'll ever meet. In right, that okay. it will, It will kind of, you can ask it anything and it will give you an answer and it says it with such authority. Yeah. The, you know, you've met these people at parties where they will tell you something with so much authority, you assume it must be correct. And then you believe that to be true until okay. the day you find out it was completely made up. Um, you know, and, and ChatGPT, you know, that's, I, I mean, I heard, a, heard another phrase um, recently from somebody who was talking to me about the idea with, with some of this generative AI at the moment, one of the things it isn't taught to do is to just say, I don't know. So it will then go for something that it feels is as close to being accurate as it can get to. And actually from a business point of view, you know, so if we're relying on that from a product marketing point of view or from a uh, some way of, of interacting with our customers, I think one of the things yeah. that people should be taking away is if we're going to use these kind of tools, that it probably still needs to be some guardrails in place that say, you know, before you publish all of this information, check it's okay. Absolutely, yeah. You need to have those check sums and balances in. You know, you, you you can't just copy and paste what it says in there. I mean, it's 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 interesting that I've I've seen um, with Chat GPT, it almost gets stuck into a loop where it can't stop, and it keeps generating and generating the same thing over and over. And you're like, just stop. You're done. You know, you were done five paragraphs ago, kind of thing. It it is quite interesting because the these generative AI models have a feedback loop in them. So the things that people are asking them to do ultimately feed back into the service to make it better for other people that are asking similar questions. So that in itself is a risk to corporate data because, and, and we've seen this as well, you know, we've seen uh, Samsung have blocked access to it. I think Apple have done the same where engineers were asking ChatGPT engineering questions that had uh, almost really sensitive information, you know, patented information into ChatGPT. Now, if someone then goes on and asks a very similar question, does that feedback loop then feedback what the engineer asked previously, which could contain information? Is it leaking information? Well, 
it has done previously. You know, we've we've seen bugs in it where people have seen questions asked by others. Now, if that question that you're asking has got sensitive information in it, and that's getting exposed to others, how are you ever going to keep a handle on that? You don't own the data that goes into it. You don't know what that data gets used for. You can't protect it. And ultimately, it may get exposed to someone else. It's it's a data breach. Yeah, and, and it's and it's a big part of the risk, you know. And I was kind of thinking as we as we wrap up this episode, you know, for for people who are watching, you know, maybe to give them some things to take away. And, and actually, one of those things I think is, you know, that you've got to consider the, the potential implications. And, and security is a huge part of that. You yeah. know, the idea that people are feeding intellectual property, uh, you know, uh, kind of. Uh, proprietary code, they might be feeding privacy information into these models because they want to be able to they want to be able to use these models to find out useful information, you know, is is a real risk. And actually you said something else before that I think is is maybe something for probably if it was the big takeaway for, for this, for me at least, is you talked about the likes of Samsung, Apple and, and other companies who are looking to to block access to this technology. Yeah. But I think it's like any technology where people see it as an enabling technology, something that might make their role easier. You know, if you're a content creator in marketing, you might think, well, ChatGPT or something similar is a real time saver. can do a lot of heavy lifting for me by generating some content really quickly. And then maybe I, I go and do some due diligence around that content. But I think that idea of, if you're a CEO watching this and thinking, well, you know, maybe I'll just block access to this technology, I, I, I feel that you're probably kidding yourself in that your your teams, your staff aren't then going to go and find other ways to use that technology. So, yeah. so do, do you feel you might be better embracing the technology and understanding both risk and reward than you are trying to block it? Yeah, absolutely. Always. I, I think all technology is like that. Understand what it can do for you. Understand where the risks lie and have some way of either uh, using it or understanding where it is used if you attempt to block it. Because as you say, you know, if, if, you, if you block it on the company network, someone's going to download it on their phone. You know, I think that it's not malicious trying to bypass those controls. I think it's just maybe a naivety into, into why those controls are there in the first place. Um, so I, th- I think it's, it's, a, it's a tool. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a useful tool. Um, but I, I would say my, my takeaway would be, you know, kind of don't rely on it, embrace it, you know, understand the risks with it as well. You know, there's a lot of articles, there's a lot of podcasts chatting about ChatGPT. Go listen to them, form your own opinion on it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, that's a, I think that's a great takeaway for this episode, actually, that, you know, this kind of use of generative AI, it's a real thing. Uh, you know, there are absolutely opportunities for organisations. It, it will give them a chance to do things that they wouldn't be able to do normally and to do things at pace and, and, and in new ways. Yeah. Um, and, and your people will be looking to embrace it. So I think, you know, if you're a chief exec or a CISO or a CIO, then it's important that you understand what the technology is about, understand the risk and reward, and, and then build your strategy around using that technology. So, you know, so I think they're great takeaways. Um, Jace, I think we've survived without Wayne. Uh, I know we've got another couple of episodes where we're going to do some more survival, <laughs> um, but, um, but 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 they'll be coming soon. So, but for now, Jace, th- thanks for your insight. Thanks for your no input. Worries. Um, you know, and if you want to make sure you catch all future episodes of Tech Takeaways, then do subscribe. You can find us here on YouTube uh, or in all good homes of podcasts. But until next time, thanks for watching.